Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Theater 5 presents The Corporation I like to hear the sound of the employees of the corporation hard at work. No conversation, everybody bending to his task. Uh, I'm the assistant to the general office manager of the corporation, and among my many other duties, I'm responsible for personnel relations. I'm glad to say that in the corporation uh, to which I've given my life, personal relations does not mean seeing that the employees are happy with the corporation. No. We have no such sentimental modern ideas here at the corporation. With us, personnel relations means seeing that the corporation itself is happy with its employees. And the corporation is happiest with its employees when the employees make a happy sound. One can imagine then how very distressed I was on the morning when the happy sound of employees doing the work they were paid for was shattered by a sound not at all happy. Stop it! Stop this! Stop it, I say! You will all go back to your work. Quiet! Quiet, everybody. That sound comes from Miss Frisbee's office, and what happens in Miss Frisbee's office does not concern any of you. I'll see what's happening in there. But you will all go back to your work. And now... Miss Frisbee. Perhaps you can explain yourself. Oh, Mr. Dinwiddie, look. Look at this. Look at what? This letter. Letter? This isn't a letter, it's a memo. It's on large size memo sheet, and I must Read say, it. I must say that whoever wrote this short message should have used the small size memo paper. Mr. Dinwiddie, will you read what it says? Hmm. To Mary Frisbee, from X... Resign from this corporation or something very bad will happen to you. <gasps> Miss Frisbee, you tell whoever wrote this memo never to do such a thing again. Mr. Dinwiddie, how do I know who wrote it? It's addressed to you. But it comes from somebody named X. How do I know who X is? X is whoever is a friend of yours who... Friend? Whoever is a friend of yours who plays practical jokes. Mr. Dinwiddie, I don't think this is a practical joke. Well, there you have it. That attitude is exactly why this must never be repeated. You're a valued, efficient employee. You have been here, why, uh, let me see, almost 15 years, isn't it? But uh, this sort of thing impairs your efficiency. 
That is why it must never be repeated. But, Mr. Dinwiddie... Not one more word. But, Mr. Dinwiddie, this isn't a joke. Nonsense. Of course it is. It has to be a joke. A joke, I may say, in very bad taste, Miss Frisbee. Now get back to work. I flatter myself that I handle the situation at that point with the firmness proper to an executive speaking to a subordinate in danger of becoming hysterical. That is the way my chief handled me, and I admired him for it. Uh, oh, and speaking of my chief, the general manager of the corporation, I had the problem of whether to speak to him of, of Miss Frisbee when I made my weekly report to him. Uh, I handled that properly, too, I think. All right, Dinwiddie. Is there anything else? Uh, just one thing, Chief. It's about Miss Frisbee. Good woman. But we can't give her a raise at this time, if uh, that's what you're talking about. Oh, no, no, no. Of course not, Chief. Uh, it's just that uh, uh, she became a, a shade hysterical the other day. Uh, she screamed. What? Yes, sir. In the office and in business hours. But I'm quite sure she's straightened out now. You talked to her? I did indeed, firmly. Fine. What'd she scream for? Somebody played a practical joke on her. Well, we can't have that. I told her so, in no uncertain terms. Good. To tell the practical joker so too? Uh, no, she uh, pretended not to know who it was. Doubtless some friend she wanted to protect. Uh, but I'm sure he'll get the message from her. All right. It's your responsibility, Dinwiddie. Handle it. Gladly, sir. And I think I have handled it already. Good. It did no good to Miss Frisbee, of course, that there was now this blot on her record, but uh, uh, she'd been for so many years such a fine employee that one lapse like this would not be too serious. Uh, those who think the corporation has no heart should bear that in mind. I cannot emphasize too clearly this fact. Miss Frisbee would have had no trouble if nothing further of a like nature had happened. But two weeks after she disrupted the office with her screams, she came to my door. Mr. Dinwiddie? Oh, yes, Miss Frisbee, what is it? It's happened again. Uh, what has happened again, Miss Frisbee? Uh, be precise. It's happened five times, Mr. Dinwiddie. The anonymous letters. Memos? Memos, then. Five times, Mr. Dinwiddie. Look at this. Resign, Miss Frisbee, or I'll take pleasure in inflicting, searing, torturing pain. Mr. Dinwiddie, I am frightened half out of my wits. C -c Control yourself, Miss Frisbee. And look at this one. Just three words. Resign or die. Resign, it says. Well, I'm a good employee. Uh, you were a good employee up until the time when, uh, uh when... When what? Mr. Dinwiddie. Uh, nothing, nothing. Never mind. Oh, but I do mind. Does the corporation propose to protect me? Now you are hysterical. Or help me, even? Certainly not. All right, Mr. Dinwiddie. But I warn you, I am going to do what the corporation should have done. What do you mean? I am going to the police. Uh, Miss Frisbee. Goodbye, Mr. Dinwiddie. No, no, no. Come back. Close that door. Well? well you, you can't go to the police. Why not? This corporation depends on good relations with the public. 
What kind of an image do you suppose the corporation would acquire if it got about that... That it has no interest in the fact that some maniac is writing threatening letters to one of its employees? Really, Miss Frisbee, this isn't my fault, and it certainly isn't the corporation's fault that you're... you're... That I'm what? <laughs> that you're the kind of person that gets anonymous letters. Oh. Really? Well, well, that settles it. I am going to the police uh, now. No, 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 please, please. I, I'm sorry I said that. Uh, look, uh, Miss Frisbee, I, I'll tell you what. I'll go to the police with you, uh, but we'll be uh, discreet. How is that, Miss Frisbee? was the only thing I could think of to keep her from running to the nearest station house and blurting out heaven knows what wild stories. Uh, when she agreed to let me go with her, I was able to tell her that I could arrange for special treatment, and uh, uh, that was true. Uh, one of the officers of the corporation was distantly connected with the commissioner of police, and through him, uh, but without revealing anything at all about the nature of my errand, I was able to get an appointment with a police lieutenant who, uh, I was told, would bear in mind the corporation's desire not to have bad publicity. Miss Frisbee and I went to see him. Uh, oh, uh, on our own time, of course, uh, after work the next night, uh, we told him our story and showed him the memos. Well, just what do you want from me? Advice, really, uh, and uh, uh, discretion, Lieutenant, above all. Discretion. A full-scale investigation, that's what I want. Well, now, ma'am, I don't think we can quite manage that. Why not? Well, these memos, did, uh, did they come in the mail? No, they were left on my desk. Well, now, that's too bad they weren't mailed. Uh, using the mails would make it a much more serious offense. You mean to say this isn't serious enough? Well, of course it's serious to you, ma'am, but... At this juncture, rather vague. You see, Miss Bruce? No, I don't see. I have been threatened with death. Well, that's true. And believe me, I, I'd like to investigate it, but I can hardly do that officially. Uh, not until there's some more definite complaint. Not until X kills me? Oh, now, now, Miss Frisbee. She's overwrought, Lieutenant. The fact is, Miss Frisbee, there's nothing to fear. Oh, oh, I, I disagree, Mr. Dinwiddie. Uh, there's something to fear, all right, and uh, I, I'd like to help. I, well, I, I could investigate uh, unofficially. Oh, there's no need of that, Lieutenant. All right, then. I, uh, I have some advice, which might be helpful. What is that? Well, I think the corporation ought to hire a private detective. Oh. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll think it over, Lieutenant, and uh, thank you very much. Come along, Miss Frisbee. I knew that Miss Frisbee would pick up the Lieutenant's suggestion and make a nuisance of herself with it, so when she suggested that we go back to the office and talk it over, I said yes. After all, we wouldn't be stealing time during business hours for such a conversation, so back we went. Well, Mr. Dinwiddie, evidently you did not listen to the lieutenant. The corporation should get a private detective, he said. Apparently, you didn't listen to the part you didn't want to hear, Miss Frisbee. He distinctly indicated that this foolishness is not a criminal matter. Now, the corporation clearly has no obligation... <gasps> 
what is it? Oh, it's nothing. It's no crime. It's just another letter. It doesn't even say anything new. It says resign or die, see? Same as the last one. Mr. Dinwiddie, the corporation has to put a stop to this. Stop that, Miss Frisbee. Stop lying. Stop it. Stop you, you slapped me. I did indeed. The only means of coping with your hysteria. You've become a great nuisance, Miss Frisbee. Your efficiency is down. Oh, it must be down 20% at least. And all for what? Either on account of a practical joke or letters that you write to yourself. What? How does the corporation know you don't write these notes yourself? Such things have happened, you know. Give me a lie detector test. It costs money. And the corporation doesn't have money to spend on frills, Miss Frisbee. But you have accused me. I've raised a possibility, a possibility that's reinforced by your having suggested that we come back here tonight, your having suggested that we come into your office, and then by your having found another letter to scream about. I don't write these things myself. The corporation, Miss Frisbee, couldn't care less. No crime is being committed. Whatever action is taken, you'll have to take yourself. Good evening, Miss Frisbee. understand, of course, that except for the time when I brought up Miss Frisbee's troubles in the meeting with my chief, I'd talked to nobody about them. And I believed her when she said that she had talked to no one but me. So whatever was done or not done was my responsibility. For this reason, and because I felt it would be sensible to get my position on the record, I spoke to my chief about Miss Frisbee once again. Miss Frisbee, good woman. What about her? You remember, sir, I told you something about her uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, yes, something about a practical joke. Uh, that's correct, sir. Well, the practical jokes have gone on. I told you to handle it, Dinwiddie. Uh, yes, sir, and I am handling it. I want you to know that. All right, I know it. I don't see why you bother me with this at all. I'm not bothering you with the details, sir. Well... I should hope not. It's just that in view of the fact that Miss Frisbee is creating a good deal of commotion about this matter, oh, not to anybody else but to me, sir, I wanted to be sure that the line I was taking with her squared with corporation policy. Well, what line are you taking with her? A hard line, sir. Hard? Yes, sir. Tough? Yes, sir. Uncompromising? Exactly, sir. That's the line to take. Thank you, sir. Don't let him cause trouble. That's the corporation policy. Yes, sir. Carry on, Dinwiddie. So that was that. I was behaving in the right way according to corporation policy. I had known that myself, of course, without asking anyone. But uh, more important, my superior knew that I was acting properly in this matter. Uh, regardless of what happened, I was blameless. And it was on the record now. 
I waited for the next time that Miss Frisbee would come to me. It was two days later. Mr. Dinwiddie. Miss Frisbee, you came in here without knocking. I'll knock when I go out. I take it you've had another of those memos? Not a memo this time. For heaven's sake, can't you see what I've got in my hand? Well, it's, uh, that's some sort of whip. Some sort of whip? It's a horse whip. A horse whip, Mr. Dinwiddie. I went to the ladies' room, and when I came back to my office, there was this horse whip lying across my desk. But, uh, j just what do you want me to do about this? Mr. Dinwiddie, are you a little psycho? Uh, Did you leave this whip on my desk? Certainly not. All right. Then you find out who did. It was the middle of the morning. I was in the ladies' room. Somebody must have seen who went into my office. If the whip was not already on your desk when you left your office... Oh, you're accusing me again. Well, Mr. Dinwiddie, I don't care. You may notice I am not crying. That's because I'm so scared I'm past crying. And I'm going to lunch. After lunch, I'm coming in here. And I want satisfaction this time, do you hear? Or else I'll... I'll... Yes, you'll what? Never mind. I'll be in here after lunch. <laughs> If she thought that I would spend the lunch hour trying to find out something that was probably undiscoverable anyway, she was very wrong. I simply waited for her to come back. And when she did... Mr. Dinwiddie! Well? You didn't so much as ask a question out there this time, did you? How do you know that? Because I've asked all the girls. They say you never left your office. Hmm, I suppose you now propose to accuse me once again. No, because if you didn't leave your office, then you couldn't have put this on my desk. What? This gun. Oh, don't point that at me. Don't be so nervous here. You can have the gun. And this note. Uh, resign or perish. Well, Miss Frisbee? Well, what? What's your decision? I can't stand this anymore, Mr. Dinwiddie. It's taken more courage than I thought I had to come in here every day. I keep expecting something to hit me in the back. And the corporation won't do anything. Why should it? All right, then. All right. I resign. Under the circumstances, I think that's best, Miss Frisbee. You! Others would have learned about this. It was already taking too much of your time and mine away from our oh, job. Oh, shut up! I resign. You're rid of the nuisance. Isn't that enough? When will you be leaving us, Miss Frisbee? Right now. It's probably best. I've been here 15 years. Yes? What about severance pay? Miss Frisbee, severance pay is given when the corporation fires an employee. You are not fired. You're resigning. You worm! I'm sorry, Miss Frisbee. Those are the rules. I watched her while she packed her things in her office. Uh, that is standard procedure in such cases. Especially when the employee seems to have... Uh, well, some sort of grudge against the corporation. It's necessary to see that she does not take any corporation property with her. It took Miss Frisbee quite a long time to pack up. I saw her through the elevator. She never spoke a word to me. 
Then I went back to my own office. There on my desk, on my desk, good heavens. Uh, Well, Dinwiddie, what is it? Uh, sir, I found this on my desk, on memo paper. It says, you're next. Resign or die. Well, Dinwiddie? Well, what, sir? Well, what's your decision? After all, this is none of the corporation's business, you know. Five has presented The Corporation, written by Robert Senadella, produced and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, John McGovern, Mary Jane Higby, Guy Sorrell, and James Monks. Audio engineer, Neil Pulse. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastatsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Ted Bell. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.